hello once again for the, the season finale of season two it's the chi and khalil show with your favorite host khalil and his sidekick chi oh god <laughs> i don't think we invited god to be on the show we interviewing him but you invited a side chick <laughs> like really sidekick, not sidekick. oh oh okay can we do that again <laughs> hopefully i said sidekick did I say side chick? Oh God, I don't know. I think I wanted to say sidekick, and then I accidentally said side. Chick. I don't know, but whatever. Because <laughs> you say side chick That's, a lot. What? So, <laughs> Whoa, time. No, no, I not of me, but like you just say. No, <laughs> you just use the word side chick, and so like, and I don't like so. So I think just in, re- you know what? Can we yeah, start yeah. again? <laughs> See, now you're about to get me canceled, and for stuff that didn't even happen. <laughs> I mean, I have I have enough problems getting rid of the little misogyny without without actual oh help from you. Or extra oh my stuff that I ain't even do yet. Wait, you know what I mean? I need to. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you said sidekick. I did. I know you did. I know. Wow, I am the lead on the title of the show. Sidekick. <laughs> Okay. It happens like that. See how misogyny like works, lady. Like Whatever. It's time for the annual bonus, and I'm getting it all. <laughs> That's how it works. I want an annual bonus. Have works. they passed the stimulus package yet? Man, I they always cut me out. They cut me out. <laughs> they cut me out. Oh my god! I'm out here people, having a job. Right. right. <laughs> I'm just mad that folks call it a stimulus check and yet it's just a one-time thing. Like, well, it's funny because it's not stimulating nothing. There's another problem with America's response to the Rona. Like, I understand people, like you know, people who own like small bars and small restaurants being upset because you know, yeah, they're trying to eat. That's their livelihood. Right. Yeah. So they're still going to work. There, other people are going to work. So people are getting exposed, and that's how the the Rona keeps going around. So. If people actually got a paycheck um, every month, then we wouldn't have to be worried about this. That's true. Right? That's another reason that right, no. it's like people can stay home because people mm-hmm. can actually stay home. You don't have to have people like protesting at the state capitol, yelling and screaming in people's faces because right. everyone's eating. Yep. And then, Nobody's right, since everyone's eating, um, you don't have like the foreclosure that's about to happen is going to be ridiculous like there's going to be a whole bunch of foreclosures people are going to get evicted because all these things all these protections that they supposedly put in just said that you can't evict people yet but it didn't say that the money that you owe them doesn't accumulate exactly or have interest on it and what exactly so it's going to be a huge huge like crap storm um in the new year probably going to try to blame it on biden but it's really just stuff that the republicans set up because once again there's been a stimulus bill passed in the House since April, and yep. Mitch McConnell basically is refusing to discuss it because he wants corporations to not be able to be sued at all. Like that's yeah. why the stimulus um, provision in the Senate never went anywhere is because mm-hmm. he's saying that no corporation can get sued at all for anything, no matter what they did, even if they got a bottle of the Rona and sprayed it in your face. Like you still can't. <laughs> you still can't sue them. Right imagine and that's that's the only reason we don't have a similar school and it's kind of stupid because like all these other countries in the world made it happen right 
Canada is paying their people to stay home. Like every European country is paying their people to stay home. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to act like we can't. And a lot, a lot of most countries, when you get tested, you find out your results in a day or two, not eight or nine. And to clarify what the reason it takes eight or nine days Mm for test back is not because it's sitting in the lab or like, you know, it's on a machine running. They never, we still haven't produced enough machines to do enough testing as as much testing as we need. So when you send your sample, it sits there for days and days and days waiting its turn to get on the machine. So we still don't have enough testing machines and it's like 10 months later. Like why have we not made enough testing machines to actually make it so that you could get your results in a day or two? I mean, we know the reason why, but wow. Yeah, but. I mean, I had heard the other day that um, the guy, gosh, I can't remember his name. He's one of the co-founders or maybe a senior advisor, um, a board member of the Lincoln Project had um, changed parties recently. I guess he was still a Republican. Now he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Um, I'm going to become a Democrat. Um, because he's pro-democracy and the only party, apparently, I know that there are other parties, but of our majority parties or two-party system, um, the Democrats are the only ones who are pro-democracy. So he has jumped ship and he is now a Democrat. I thought was very interesting in the sense that there really is only one party right now of the Republican versus Democrat that seems to be pro-democracy, seems to be pro-people seems to be pro like progress and that's the democratic party or uh, the democrat party well the democrats i don't know i would argue the democrats have no a no no you you well ties, no no, no. But, i said yeah. between the two oh. between the democrats and the republican there are, there are plenty of other parties out there but i mean just between the two that people tend to like talk, i'm not even talking about the independent party right but like yeah, but between the democrat and the republican the republicans don't seem to want to be pro-human right now well yeah but i mean that's a low bar that's like saying like less racist than the republicans too right who the democrats yeah. oh. <laughs> i mean it's the same yes. We, okay, fine. It's a very low bar to say, fine. like, they're, yeah, more pro-human. Yeah, but yeah. But for the yeah. average American who only thinks in the two-party way. No, that's what I'm saying. The bar is really low. Yeah. Like, the Republicans set the bar so low. It's, like, at a ridiculous mm-hmm. level of horribleness. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... um. It's it's crazy. It's It's literally crazy. I mean... Yeah, uh, this is all crazy. I, I believe number 45 was blasting McConnell for having recognized that Biden won <laughs> again. Um, you know, he's got people who can't even show up at his meetings because they're quarantined from a virus that I don't know if he still thinks it's a hoax, but that he got and could have died from, except that he is the president of the United States and apparently wants to put all his people in line in the front of the line to get the vaccine like he's talking about that well no then he told him that none of them are getting them right it's like weird it's very weird it's um it's uh and then also like it's kind of silly. i mean there's so many lies it's hard to keep up with them but do you remember when he was saying that hydroxychloroquine was the you know the magic yeah. bullet and all you had to do was take yeah. it and all this other stuff um and then when he got sick did he get any uh nah oh see <laughs> 
actually no. He got the magic stuff. He got steroids. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's still oh sad. Like gosh. a whole bunch of lupus patients and patients with actual diseases actually weren't able to get yeah. their medication because of the hopes yeah. that he cr- helped create. Like he didn't actually yeah. create it. Someone else started it. He owned he owned stock in the company that manufactured it, so he promoted it ridiculously. But then, of course, like when he actually got it, got it, he didn't receive that. It's and people so like the thing so is that he's made so many like false statements; it's hard to keep up with them all. But mm-hmm. remember, he claimed, not in addition to it being a hoax and all this other stuff, he claimed that hydroxychloroquine will just prevent you from getting it and cure you if you get it. Yo, crazy, crazy. That's just okay. Let me let me break some levity. I want to share my dream. Okay, uh, I'm gonna share my dream know. because oh, no. it's the dream that I woke up from, oh, no. and it's legit crazy. Okay, so here's the dream. So imagine Walmart has gotten rid of all of its aisles and its and its um you know merchandise um in the front of the store and it's laid out benches like picnic benches that you might see but they're like the metal kind okay just imagine that and there are hundreds of people in there like shopping together eating like you got the the moms with the strollers and the babies crying you got like young kids doing their things that's the scene right it's noisy it's loud concrete floor very high ceiling big windows big door windows in the front okay so that's the setting right okay <laughs> so Myself, I think my mother and maybe some friends or something are walking through, you know how Walmart has those doors that automatically slide open. Well, most stores do like Target and all that. So we're walking through and there's this long line. And my mom goes to stand in the line. My friends go to one of the tables and I walk around like because I just like to wander. So I start wandering around and one of the the quasi Walmart employees comes up to me and I notice he doesn't have a mask and I'm like, Oh no. And then I realize I don't have a mask on and I'm like, Oh crap. So I start running towards the door and I run past my mom and I see that she doesn't have her mask on, but people are talking to her like she okay. So anyway, I run out of, um, or I'm running towards the door of the Walmart and one of the employees with the vest on, only hers is yellow, not blue. She comes up to me and she was like, you need to get out, ma'am. You don't have a mask. And I'm like, that's where I'm trying to get to. Stop talking to me. I need to get out of the store so I can get my mask in the car. So I get out the door. I go to get my mask. I put it back on. But now, instead of being free, uh, uh, being free to just enter into the Walmart, there is this long line to get in. So I have to stand outside and I'm like, hey, how did my mama, I hope she put on her mask because those people are crazy. Like, this is just, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. So I'm so mad that that thing just dinged in the middle of the six in the morning. That's what I'm saying. Now. It's Italy. It's Italy. That's oh, what it is. Oh, you anyway, still got tied pieces, so, tied pieces out in Italy? Oh, you still got see, the you know, you and your sides. You and your sides, bro. <laughs> you got some side pieces out there in Italy? No, no. Got so, anyway, oh my God. So anyway, right. So I'm in this line and the line to get in now has checkpoints. And when I say checkpoints, I mean the kind with the police officers at them. There's a table at the end of the line and there's a table at the beginning of the line towards the front of the store with police sitting there, checkpoints. Okay. So are we going to get so to the, line of the story that's interesting? Shut up. So anyway, so we go, I get to the the front of the line and there's the police checkpoint, right? And there's three police officers sort of like milling around there. One of them is seated and he looks at my mask. He's like, okay. And he hands me 
a piece of paper with like this foreign looking money on it. It looks like euros or like Naira. I don't know. Naira is a Nigerian currency. Okay. So, but he puts it in my hand and he folds it and he was like, give it to them on the inside. And I was like, well, I just, he was like, just do it. I said, okay. So I, me and my mask walk into the quasi Walmart with this money and this note. Another man comes up to me, like it's the line that my mother was in, but now she's long gone. She's sitting at one of the tables with the rest of my friends. And another police officer comes up to me and he exchanges what I have in my hand for a bigger wad of money. Now this is dollars. This looks like, you know, hundred dollar bills, like with a money clip on it. And that piece of paper is still with me. I'm like, oh crap, this is some stuff. So then I walk and um, they lead me, he doesn't lead me. He points me in the direction of this place where a whole bunch of police officers and detectives are sitting, right? And so I go over there and the guy looks like somebody from Law and Order, right? And I just give him the slip of paper and the money. And he looks at the money and the slip of paper and he was like, so did they let the woman from Scandinavia come in? And I said, I don't know, I didn't check. He was like, you're not supposed to answer. You should have just said no. So now if you go to trial, they won't have anything on you. And he winked and I was like, what? So then I go to where my mom is and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like shaking in my bones. Like, okay, the police are going to come after me. The police are going to come after me. And I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, how do I safely like get out of here? Now at the point where we're sitting. Okay. So here comes the exciting point at the part where the place where we're sitting, there are TV monitors everywhere and they're blasting like, you know, CNN and whatnot. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't there. It's the Trump vaccine or not the Trump vaccine, sorry, the coronavirus, Trump, the vaccine, all of this stuff is playing. There's militarized warfare going on. And I'm like, oh my God, we need to get up and get out. So we leave. And as I'm leaving, I'm texting my friend. Oh my gosh, the police. They, they, they've got me. I, I think I'm in a sting ring and they're, and they're going to kill me if I say anything. Then all of a sudden the police swarm around me because my text message, my phone was hooked up to their TV system and they saw me typing my message to my friend, warning her that I might get in trouble with the police. And the police carted me off and out of the Walmart and I woke up. So waiting for the police. <laughs> so all I would say is just don't don't tell anyone else's story. Just don't <laughs> story. We're just gonna file this away with the things that make Chi laugh that no one else wants to hear. That her mom doesn't want to hear. This story was just very long, and I'm not sure how it relates to anything. So. I needed to get it out because that was so crazy. Like, why are you going into a Walmart and the police officers are handing you money? (laughs) And then, and you find out it's part of this like ring, like they're doing something illegal. Like they're literally doing something illegal and like, I'm getting caught up in it. And then I'm trying to tell my friend, oh my God, what's happening? And they're like, everybody, like everybody in the Walmart, all the police officers, everything could see like me typing my message on the screen. I looked up and I was like, oh, like all everything that is in my body drained out of my body as they carted me off. (laughs) And the thing is, I don't remember the reaction of my mama or my friends. I was really upset. Okay. So nobody came to my rescue. Moving on, next subject. 
Welcome to my dream life. Yeah. So um, <laughs> back to it's the funniest thing or not the funniest thing. One of the many funny things about uh-huh. all the Republicans is Trump always turns on them. Right. No matter who you are, yeah. he's going to turn on you at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, Bill Barr is about to get it. So what I don't understand is why do you go along with him at all? Because at some point he's going to turn on you. It's guaranteed. Like it's a guarantee. No matter what you do for him, he will turn on you at any moment. Because at some point, at some point you sign a social contract with his narcissism and his cult, cult like, or no, his cult ish leadership qualities. And you say, okay, I can do this. I can do this. It's never going to happen to me. This is okay. There's other good things that he's doing. We'll be all right. And then you realize it's not. And for some people, it takes an hour. Some people, it takes years. Some people, they will never see it. But that's that's literally it. That's just how it is following a cult leader. I guess. And that's what he is. That's true. That's true. But it's yeah, it's funny that Mitch McConnell and Bill Barr now are on the downside. And it's hilarious yeah. to me that he calls, like he's calling the Re- Republican governor of Georgia and Republican governor of Arizona well, they, he calls them rhinos, Republican in name only. So basically, right. they're just on the Republican Party so they can win elections, but they're not, they don't have any Republican ideals. Number 45 said that about them? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. That exactly. Because that his whole life, he's been a Democrat until he ran right. for presidency in 2016. That's the first exactly. time he ever actually announced that he was any kind of Republican whatsoever. He's always been a Democrat before then. But he has the audacity. No, this the classic behavior. Classic well, behavior. Well, now the Republicans have basically said that Donald Trump is their party. <laughs> so they got rid of all of their actual ideals and just said like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, like, oh, yeah, those people are just Republican in name only because they're not following the, our cult leader to the hilt. Yeah. Yo, that is insane. That is in freaking insane. I didn't. No, <laughs> it, no, no, no. I, I, I stand by what I said when I was saying that it's cult-like behavior. It's it's cult behavior. I, I shouldn't even put cult-like. It's just cult behavior. So how do we get the people out and of the cult? Because eventually they're going to have to. Come you you out, can't. Right? Yeah, it's not. People have to come to their own conclusions and face themselves. You know, that that's it. Like you can't, there's no amount of convincing them that they're in the wrong. They have to see it for themselves. Look at Michael Cohen, right? Like it took, you know, I guess him going to jail to realize, oh my gosh, I am, this just doesn't smell right. And, and the thing is all of these people on some level, they have already said something doesn't smell right, but they're convincing themselves that this is better than the alternative. And I don't know, some some people in, in acting, we might say it's a life or death situation. In this, it could be a life or death situation, not literally, but you feel like if you leave the fold, people are going to kill you literally or figuratively. Well, you don't think Michael you know, Cohen was just getting paid? He was totally getting paid, but obviously at goal? some point that didn't wasn't enough. Well, I mean, because, yeah, he had to go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For some people, it takes that level of um, uh, disenfranchisement is one way of looking at it, but it takes that consequence to shake things up. For others, it might be a slight towards somebody's puppy. Uh, you know, like it's it's different degrees. Everybody has their own sort of uh, tolerance level. Mm-hmm. 
um, for cult-like behavior. I mean, how many people died in um, Jamestown? Was it like over 500 or so? I don't remember. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Those folks, sadly, their, their, their tolerance level for and their hardcore belief in this man led to their death. The ones that survived had reached the point I've had enough and realized something was amiss, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's cult behavior. It's cult behavior. So how are we going to get, how are we going to get 70 million people out of the cult? <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't, I, you know, it might be another 70 years, meaning like another generation or two has to pass before, before that happens. And I don't know if it'll ever go away because look, Hitler was around in the twenties and thirties, right? And we're still having similar behavior, whether it's in politics, it's in religion, whatever. It's like, it's there. I don't know if we'll ever really get rid of it because there are some people whose insecurities play out by hurting other people. I mean, and we've all done it. I'm not saying that, you know, we're absolved of that. We all do it on our own different scales and whatnot. Which actually brings me to um, something that I was doing last night, which was watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love Will Smith, so hey, I'm, time I'm, out. I'm not. I don't even have beef with him anymore. I feel bad for Brother Man. Really? Why don't you have beef? Well, so okay, so I always thought he was mm-hmm. kind of um, just mm-hmm. self righteous, right? Mm-hmm. And corny too. Mm-hmm. And now I realize corny is not a sin. <laughs> well, anyway, I just realized that he would just had some insecurities because his old lady was in love with Tupac. Oh God. Oh my ah! The minute I think he's gonna be serious, y'all, about Will Smith. No. He comes and interjects no, but it's true. Tupac Jada nonsense. It's, oh. You didn't see, didn't you watch I did. I watched it. Okay. I watched it all. I have studied my brother Will Smith. I I understand. Okay. Yes, he had some insecurities about right. it. You're right. Yeah. So that was the thing. So the main reason I had beef with him is when um, he made the statement way back in the day talking about other rappers um, mm-hmm. and how they um, weren't any good and he was a positive role model. Nonsense, nonsense, not mm-hmm. right. And now I realize that he was just um, trying to reinforce that his wife liked him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going back to the Fresh Prince reunion. So I, I don't know. Have you watched it, Khalil? No. Have you watched it? Okay. I, I, I think it's a good one to watch. We were just talking about insecurities and how we, we hurt people. Um, they, they all came together, but Aunt Viv was there. But when you hear about what really happened, and I'm so glad that she was able to, to share that with Will so that he understood what his 21-year-old self did. Like I, It's not that I wept. I was just like, my God, look at what one act or a series of acts has done for 30 years. It had been 27 years since they had actually seen each other. And they both admitted that they said hurtful things and they both apologized. But it was like, yo, it was all insecurity on this 21 year old's part, thought that he was doing what was right. And it wasn't. Aunt Viv reacted in a way that she thought was right. It wasn't. And all of it is really, to a certain extent, it's racism, it's colorism, it's all the bad isms that we just tend to perpetuate in this country. But I thought it was a, a one hour and 15 minute look into the power of forgiveness. 
honestly. Anyway, all people should forgive. <laughs> just, I mean, not only for yourself, and, and it's not even forgive, apologize. Just apologize. Are you going to apologize for telling your dream story? No, because that, no, my that was, look, it was top of mind, yo. It was like, oh my gosh, like the police officers were being, and these were New York police officers. So it was weird because they're New York police, NYPD, but then we're like in a Walmart and there's no Walmarts on Manhattan. I don't, there, I think there might be a Walmart. No, I don't even think there's a Walmart in the Bronx. I don't remember seeing one, but like, it was just random. It's like, how is this big area store in the middle of Manhattan? That just doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know? And why are these police officers giving me money to go and do some crazy stuff? They know stuff? you broke, right? I guess so, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I, you know, side sidebar. I'm going to have to send you something about being broke. It's this little Nigerian girl named Success, and she's telling off her dad for being broke. It's the most hilarious thing on the face of the planet. Um, apologies for some of the... Uh, parent to child behavior but nonetheless kind of funny so i'll send that to you <laughs> maybe i'll add a link yeah that's what it's, yeah, oh, okay oh my god anyway i have nothing else to say <laughs> so bill biden has already got off the black lives matter train what <laughs> why are you shocking me with all this anti-bidenness what is this you didn't hear about what is this off of the blm train so he's trying to tell people in georgia to stop with all the Black Lives Matter stuff because they're that's going to cost them the the senatorial race. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. That's like that's like you guys be quiet and wait your turn. We need to win this, and then you can make noise. But the funniest I'm... thing is that black people are the reason he won Georgia <laughs> and Michigan, <laughs> and Latinos are the reason he won Arizona. Yeah, like white people voted for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The majority of white people voted for Trump again. Like you're the base that actually, you know, actually helped you win. You're ignoring because you know that all they have to do is be all you have to do is be less racist than Trump and less horrible than Republicans in general. So, so is it that um, they've been trying to have some FaceTime with him and he's no, no, saying no, 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 he went out of the way, like to say that, hey, you know, you guys in your senatorial race, stop with all the Black Lives Matter stuff. We need to get rid of this defund the police, get rid of all this anti-police rhetoric, because we need to win this election. So we can have a Senate. I can't even, I can't, there's nothing that I can say about that, that, that doesn't sound angry. <laughs> It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sometimes too. It's a normal emotion. I, you know, it's a normal reaction, but has it's been abnormalized for us, right? Well, like, well, there's that hello, ABW. If you're not if you're not enraged, you're not paying attention, right? No, that that doesn't make sense. This again is this a it's an an apologist way of thinking that we need to somehow be quiet and wait. Well, it's also this. That's always been the case. Be quiet and wait. Yeah. And it's also the failed strategy of Hillary Clinton of getting the quote unquote, like moderate Republicans to switch sides. Like there's no moderate Republicans left at this point. Right. No. Because like you're saying, yeah. like even the guy of the Lincoln Project, like if he was trying to save the Republican Party and then now he realizes like this is just crazy, like there's no way that a rational person can support these things. Right. And he's probably still financially conservative and 
wants there to be really wealthy people and really poor people. And he thinks that's fine because um, whatever, but he just wants to have a functional society, right? Because what the Republicans are, what Trump and other Republicans are calling for is a civil war in January. Yeah. Yeah. Which like we discussed before, like we know is bad. Like I can imagine how bad it is. Right. Like I've never lived in a war zone. So I don't know exactly. So there's a lot of things I'm trying to figure out. I just know that a civil war is horrible. Like even Malcolm X as militant and he as he was, he said, we don't have to actually fight a revolution. All we have to do is go and vote, which is probably not all the way true. Because once, even if we did vote out all the people in power, a lot of the people in power not wouldn't necessarily go quietly. No. But no, no. poor people actually have all the power in the country. So working class people are actually all the people in the military and the armed forces. But historically, those people don't always take the sides of the working class. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it's it's just going to be laughable. Something laughable will happen in January and not something outrageous. Laughable like Biden gets inaugurated and he becomes president on January 20th at 12.01 p.m. Eastern time? Like Trump has to get drug like drug out of the White House by Secret Service. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he has to get drugged to get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. That too. Oh my God. Right yeah, no, that would be bad. That's laughable, embarrassing, but also bad. And listen, because they are attempting and have attempted a coup of sorts, this means that it can happen. Right. And we just have to be really vigilant because... They they've shown the they've shown the weakness of the system, of our system, our American. Yeah. It's a house of cards. System. It's a house of cards. Yeah. It can fall over at any time. How do we build it so it's stronger? What 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 do we need to do? Is it not a democracy? Like, well, it's never. That's the thing. So America. I know we're not. Yeah. I mean, all all countries have some some sort of what do you call that propaganda, right? Yeah. But American propaganda has always been outrageous and has relied on people to have a disconnect with reality from mm. jump. Oh, because of the dream. <clears throat> well, not necessarily just because of the dream, just like they're just the revolution, right? The revolution mm-hmm. did nothing for the average American. The American revolution. Yeah. The American revolution did nothing mm-hmm. for the average American, like nothing at all. There was no benefit. Did the average American exist at that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were all over because um, there were wealthy people who owned a lot of land. And those were not average. No. For those people that actually, they came up, right? Because mm-hmm. they didn't have to pay taxes to the king anymore. They pay taxes right. themselves. But the average person who was just working just for basically like slave wages, basically just to barely be able to eat and mm-hmm. feed themselves and clothe themselves, mm-hmm. it didn't really matter if the king was getting all the money or the people right next to him were getting all the money, right? <laughs> so Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, mm-hmm. is her name Mackenzie something, something Mackenzie? I'm bad with names. Sorry, y'all. So she gave something like $4 billion to charities recently. And everyone's talking about how amazing that is, right? Okay. So it's hard for us to fathom what a billion dollars is, right? It doesn't make that sense. Those numbers. Yeah. It's, just, it, that, yeah so, it's like, yeah. what do you, a million is hard for some right. folks. A billion? Yeah. So mm-hmm. she has $60 billion, right? Mm-hmm. So if, she had a say she had a billion dollars that's in a, just a money market fund and it makes 
like 3% a year, right? Mm -hmm. That's $30 million a year she would make just from that $1 billion being in the bank, right? Mm -hmm. How do you spend $30 million every year? Right. Like if you already, she already has a home. She already has cars. Right. She already has more than one home. She has multiple homes, multiple cars. So she could spend $30 million a year, which is, what is that? $300,000 every month? Just about. Yeah. So she could actually give $59 billion. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine having 59 billion with a B. Yes. With a B. And still have enough money in her basically like trust fund to spend $300,000 a month. Okay, but, 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 but wait, wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> that all of the, so these valuations that like, you know, these, I don't, I don't know who gives the valuations that make somebody a billionaire versus mm-hmm. a billionaire tr- a trillion times over. But, um, which I guess would be a trillionaire anyway. So whoever gives these valuations, are they, it's it's not liquid assets. It's it's, not cash assets. It's hard. Well, it's like real estate. It's property. No, no, most most 99% of hers is just Amazon stock that she got from the divorce. Okay. So stock that if she sold it would be worth X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I mean, that would take her what an hour, two hours. Yeah, and if that, yeah. I mean, there's E-Trade. But the point, the point of the story is, is that having those people in our society doesn't help us. Because yes, it does. It gives everybody this sort of target or goal to try and achieve. But the only reason that they have that much money is because everyone who works for Amazon is underpaid. So you have... Is that the only reason? So yeah, that's the main reason. So the thing is, Amazon... So they're keeping money. So they're keep because to hear that it makes it sound like oh if we if we gave them more money we'd have less. I would think that the reason why they have more money is because their business model is great and they just don't know how to share with other people. Well, their their quote unquote business model is great because the we didn't enforce worker protections. So the injury rate in Amazon warehouses is something like ten times what a, a regular warehouse would be. Right. Ew. Exactly. And how has OSHA not done anything about that? <laughs> because the labor movement in the United States has failed. So you put people in charge of OSHA who are pro-corporation and not pro-employees. And if you look at the, the productivity of American workers has gone up like 300% and actual wages have decreased. Hmm. So it's, you know, you can say that's like a great business model, et cetera, but Right. People don't people don't have real choices. Right. So the people that yeah. work for Amazon and McDonald's and Walmart and Target, etc. Can't just go work somewhere else because all of the places that they would go would pay them the same thing. Mm. So it's not like you have an actual choice. It's what we call like a Sophie's choice where there's there's no good. Uh, there are no good options and there's yeah. no benefit to society to have people working full time and living in poverty. It doesn't help society at all. If the people who were working for these places actually made more money, then they would go out and buy more things, which would drive more business. Oh man, this I, the, there's there's so much to um, unpeel and to dig into here because it is really about 
it's the corporation community relationships. It's what corporations can get away with um, so that they can build their infrastructure, like the physical infrastructure in a city or a county or a state. It's the negotiations that happen when they're now supposed to, to fill those spaces with employers. I mean, employees from the community or outside of the community, what percentage, what's going to be the, the, the sort of living wage or not even living wage, the um, salary for these people who are coming in, what percentage of that population is of a particular group or category. And the negotiations can boil down to the corporations always getting what they want and cities, counties, and states always getting something that looks like what they want, but isn't exactly what they want. Right. It's, it's pitiful. It's, I mean, I'm, I, I watch this playing out in California, Northern California, right? East Palo Alto, Palo Alto, same thing in New Haven, same thing in any basically, you know, city where you've got a higher percentage of individuals who have been disenfranchised by the system that we live in. And then they get to open nonprofits because of how the tax code is set up. They can open up foundations that they can use as a front. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way, but they use as a front to provide services or sort of charitable services to community organizations, to all of that kind of stuff. But the model is antiquated. The model does not allow you to do the thing that you really, or to achieve the thing that you really say you want to achieve, right? Oh, you want equity for all. You want people to have, to, to not die of hunger or to be hungry at all. You know, you don't want people to be homeless or anything like that. So you're giving all of this money. But I don't know what in the last 120 years, or let's just say 100 years since the last pandemic, that makes you think that this has really worked, right? Because we're still doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So, something has, a needle has to move. Something has to change. And it can't just be, you know, these big corporations get to have these like foundation outlets, but really don't do the thing that we needed to do, which is create the equitable society. Is that their, is that their role? I don't know. Maybe it's not the role of corporations to help society be better. That was the, maybe that, that was, is what the role. Of that was one of the reasons that they were supposedly created is that they make a public good of employing a lot of people. And there was a switch yeah. in thinking in the eighties with this economist that said that corporations have no moral obligation to do any kind of good for the, the country. But what I was trying to say is that American politics is so far away from the truth that we've never actually had to become a great nation. We just go out of our way to call ourselves a great nation without actually having to do the work to become one. And it, mm. it's been based, our society has always been based on really harsh class differences and we don't want to move away from that. We still want to have a really poor, basically slave indentured servant class and really wealthy people and get really excited that we have wealthy people. It's really, we supposedly fought this war to get rid of royalty, but yeah. we're so infatuated with creating our own American royalty. Right. Well, we wanted to do away with blood related royalty because people wanted to be of that royalty, but they didn't have the DNA for it. So they used eugenics. They used racist ideas about body and created their own way 
of creating this inheritance or this line towards wealth. There is going to be the racist aspect of it. We're going to create racial categories so that there is technically this quote unquote bloodline towards your hierarchy. And then we're going to add that, you know, basically you have to have money, you have to have land, you have to have, you know, all of these different things and disenfranchise other people so that now you've created royalty based in wealth. Right. But royalty same, based in skin color. It's the same thing though. There's cause no, in, that, yeah, in Europe exactly. in Europe at the time or England at the time, like you could still become royalty if you weren't born royal. You would have to go out of your way to make a lot of wealth and eventually you would end up just inheriting the Marry lands. Into. Or you could just take the lands of someone who lost their lordship for some reason, right? They came out of favor, like mm-hmm. you're going away, now someone else is taking over. But there was more social mobility in monarchies than in American society today. More actual chance of becoming one of the wealthy lords or royalty in England at that time than there is in the United States of someone coming from poverty here and becoming a billionaire. Because if you think about the people who are billionaires, we try to say like they made their own money. All of them came from upper middle class families. The working class working class people don't have the luxury of I'm going to start this company in my parents' garage and right. I'm not going to make any money for years until right. it pops off. Right. Right. There's a great book that I think just on this topic of like, you know, class and race that folks should read. It's about it's by Isabel Wilkerson. It's the ca- it's cast the origins of our discontent. I'm reading it right now. It's okay. it's a great book. It's a great read. She's the one who wrote The Warmth of Other Suns about the great migration of um, those of African descent moving north from south to north. Um, but this particular book cast, either you get it on Audible, like get it so that you can hear it, because I think it would also be good to hear as if it was like a podcast or read the book. It goes into a lot of sort of what we're talking about and the origins of of the system that we're living in right now. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, Isabel Wilkerson, cast. Word. So BLM before it was BLM could not be BLM before it was BLM without a special shout out to the founders of the Black Lives Matters movement, um, which I think all of y'all know started in 2013 in response to Trayvon Martin's murder. And it was started by three black women who, if you read about them, it's like their, their backstory is just fascinating. I'm just, I'm down because black lives matter, right? Like all of that matters. Everything that is about us matters. And if what happens to us matters, then it matters for the rest of the country. And that's just what people need to understand. But the women, Alicia Garza, Patrice Coulours, I think it's Kulours, or maybe it's Kulours, and Opal Tometi, who's Nigerian, by the way. Nigerian house. Yeah, right? All three of them got together and began the Black Lives Matters movement. So this entire season, we've been talking about BLM before it was BLM, but technically we could not say BLM before it was BLM without these three courageous, dynamic women. What's up, West Side? Because one is from Oakland, the other's from Los Angeles, and Opal is from Arizona. Best coast in the house. Best right, coast right, house. right. Let's do this. So um, <laughs> I just, I think we should just give, you know, honor and respect to these three women, these three women who represent us on so many levels, right? I mean, represent um, 
the spectrum of our existence on the planet, of human existence on the planet, and they should be praised for their their courage um, and their willingness to for, to call out a thing for sure to call out a thing. You know, Black Lives Matter. Like that should not even be controversial. <laughs> like you were talking about with um, the the accu- the accusation they're making, right? Or the the thing that they're saying, which Biden has acquiesced. He's like, yeah, that's that's what I said. <laughs> you know, that they're basically being ignored. Um, is just we should we should be mindful of that. Like here are people, all of us who are saying Black Lives Matter are being very generous right now. To be able to stand in here and say, look at us, we are here. And so when people meet it with ignorance, not ignorance, but ignoring and dismissiveness, that says a lot more about them than it does about us who are just saying, operate from a place of humanity, operate from a place of of exchange, mutual exchange, as opposed to sort of who's better, who's on top, who needs to listen and wait and be patient before they can have their turn. So shout out to these women. And and their their pronouns are all she and her, I believe. Right. So it's okay for cis people to express what their pronouns are. And it shouldn't be an affront to anyone else. <laughs> Wait, what do, you, what do you mean? Like everybody should be able to put down their pronouns because now folks don't necessarily know and you don't want to, you don't want to be offending or, right. or so the re- inadvertently The reason that offending. cis people put their pronouns in, so it makes it easier for trans people to, it makes it more socially acceptable for trans people to say what their pronouns are, right? Yes, absolutely. There's a certain billionaire um, who owns Tesla who was offended by people, cis people, expressing their pronouns and basically said that it was some kind of warfare and blah, blah, blah. Wait, but you express your pronoun every day. Like, does he not know how the English language works? I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like how he's, he's upset with, yeah. With any, when you write your biography in third person, how do you express yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know. (laughs) Cause you know, he's written his biography in third person. Is there a problem there? Uh, you mean autobiography? Literary wise, you you always write your bio so that they have a bio, and you need to write it in the third person. So it's not the autobiography. It's never mind. Just start writing, and you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your bio in third person. Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole nother story. All right. Well. <laughs> what? <laughs> So my question is, when am I getting my Joel off? That's what I want to know. Mm, when I get my ribs. How about that? <laughs> so you come down with the Joel off and I'll hand you some ribs. Oh my God. We're going to make yeah. it an exchange. I don't want a vegan either. Oh, you don't. I'll make it. <laughs> you don't want my chicken fried oyster mushrooms. Wait, what? <laughs> so apparently... So apparently you can use oyster mushrooms as your chicken mm-hmm. in vegan sort of chicken oh, okay. dishes. Yeah, so you can you can make some fried vegan chicken, which is just oyster mushroom. So yeah, I went out and bought some oyster mushrooms. So which one are oyster mushrooms? Are those different than just regular white mushrooms? Yes, yeah, they're very different. Different texture, um, different sort of different look and feel to them. Um, there's also another kind of mushroom called lion's mane mushroom, which is even better apparently, but like, I'm gonna have to grow those because they look expensive as hell. So, you know, how do you, anyway. mushrooms look expensive? That's what I want to know. 
<laughs> because because never mind. I just oh god. And can they just be mushroom fried instead of chicken fried? No, well, yeah, they could be mushroom fried, which is sauteed. But like the chicken fried just means that there's batter on it, like some flavorful batter, and then you stick it in the deep fryer and see what happens. Okay. Word. Let me know. Let me know how it turns out. Yeah, I will. As soon as you send me them ribs. Okay. Well, on that note, season finale. Woohoo! We'll see y'all next year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Happy. I mean, what it really is is the winter solstice. So, yeah. Yes. So, everyone, okay. enjoy your winter solstice. Eat too much, drink too much, and be merry. Be merry. Because the dark days of winter are coming. Okay. That was. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> bye guys (laughs) hold it down one time for the west side for 2020 we out peace